but welcome in to Navigating Change with Shane and Mike across from me, Shane Bishop. My name is Mike and we are glad that you're joining us for the show today. On this episode, oh, the past can be so good. I don't know about you, but I love to reminisce on old music, old movies, old memories, past holidays. But there are times when reminiscing in the past can actually hold us back, prevent us from moving forward. Today, Shane and I will discuss how we can forge ahead and not let the past hold us back. And let me bring in the one, the only, Shane Bishop, everyone! You know, Mike, that... (laughs) Honestly, felt like the first appropriate introduction of me that you've ever really offered on this show. So thank you. Well, every time I see you, that's what happens in my head. I know it is. I know the fireworks just go off. They go off, yeah. and I don't say anything, but I boom my arms I, I, back I and feel forth. It. I can feel the energy. It's been like eight me. years, and you always yeah. wonder why am I just kind of moving yeah, right, my arms right. and all these weird. It's, that's what's it's, going that's on. That's what's going on. Yeah, yeah, just the pure excitement of being near me. I, I get it. <laughs> So Shane, what's been going on with you lately? You know what? Uh, just been kind of doing life, and uh, we we live out in a cabin, so there's always an infinite amount of work to be done in all of my time off. Yeah. So that that's kind of it, well, man. Why, why aren't you inviting me out there to help you do some work? Do you get enough of me here, or what? Yeah, yeah. Really, I get more <laughs> than uh, anybody could bear just here. No, uh, I would be happy anytime you would like to come out and put on some work gloves yeah. and grab a chainsaw. <laughs> I would love to have you out. In Mike. other words, you're going to make me regret going yeah, that's out. That's possible <laughs> work that me that hard. offers something you may live hey, to regret. Don't you? Uh, I know you have four. Well, I have been out before. Yes, and, that, you have. And, and I've been out on the four wheelers. It's been such a good time. You take the grandkids out there on the four wheelers too, right? Don't they get the? Don't you have a path out there that they? Yeah, yeah, we got a path through the woods that we do. We ride the we we ride the chipped and oil roads. Yeah. But we're we're country we're country folks. Got a yeah. couple of four wheelers, and when so when people come out, yeah, that's kind of usually a part of it. Well, I've got one of them that's a little more complicated. The other one's really easy to drive, uh-huh. and easy to shift and all that. And it's sort of my guest four wheeler because you can get on it pretty quick. Sure, but just kind of part of the part of the deal. Do you ever take your guitar and go out on the porch and just play a song or two? Because if I were you, I feel like that's a perfect setting just to go out there and, and play a little tune. You know what, Mike? Uh, earlier in my life, I played the guitar a lot. I, I sang a lot. I wrote a lot of stuff and. Even did a even did an album or a CD back in the day of stuff that I had written. Can we find it on iTunes? I don't think it's on iTunes. It's it it precedes iTunes. Okay. Uh, and, and yeah, and so it was interesting. But about a year ago, I, I got my old Ovation guitar. It, it's an old Balladeer, probably 1983 Balladeer. Got it out, and it needed a little bit of repair. I went and got it fixed, and I was kind of excited about it. Got it restrung, you know, just. And, and it was so funny. I, I thought it'd be like reuniting with an old friend. Oh, yeah. And it was. I put the thing in my hands. It just felt so interesting. And guess what I discovered? Me and that old friend no longer had anything in common at all. <laughs> I mean, nothing in common at all. So now that guitar is yeah. in my bedroom as really a decoration. Yeah. So, no, I do not go out on the porch and strum the guitar, though it's... It's a perfectly romantic notion. Well, in the Wooten household, there is a new instrument. What do we got going? We got a fourth grader 
who has a clarinet. Wow. Wow. So That'd be a little bit like an adult with a dump call, wouldn't it? Well, it's like someone... Well, you know, it sounds kind of a nice, rich, hollow, uh, a rich sound for a little mm -hmm. while, and then it's like someone is stepping on a cat's tail. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what we're hearing fluctuate I'm right sorry. now. Oh, you know, it could be far worse. I'm glad she's learning something. And the actual, the house is uh, large enough where I can get away from most of that. And there's always headphones as well. So, uh, we're, but we're just beginning on that journey. Well, and it'll be interesting to see because both of my kids played an instrument. Uh, Zach played the trumpet. Lydia played the flute. Mm -hmm. But it didn't last beyond eighth grade. You yeah. know, eighth grade is kind of when they cycled out of that and decided mm -hmm. that band wasn't really going to be for them. Yeah. But not after, that was after we'd spent way too much money on instruments. Of course, yeah. We're renting one right now. I have no You're renting an instrument? Yeah, you pay a monthly. Yeah, really? Because, yeah, you can rent it. You so what's, pay, it called a, what's it cost to rent a clarinet? I think right now it's 25 bucks a month. Well, and, it, and it is rent to own. I'm sure when it's all said and done, we'll probably pay double. Uh, but I just don't know if you can last beyond one year. So why yeah. are we going to pay for the whole instrument? Well, you so. could do like I did with my guitar. Just pay for it. And then when she doesn't play anymore, just hang it on the wall, right? Make it a, de <laughs> make it a decoration, Mike. <laughs> yeah, we may have to do that. All right, Shane. So today we're going to talk about how we forge ahead, how people move forward. Can you set this up for us? Yeah. Uh, let's just take the pandemic, for example. The, the pandemic threw us all into a, a very alien cycle. Everything that was predictable about our lives, those of us that are older for decades and decades and decades, suddenly changed. And you're, you're locked into a period of time where you cannot do what you've always done. And all throughout the pandemic, I heard people say, I can't wait to get back to normal. And what I said in response was, I don't think that normal is going to come because the past is never a place to which you can return. Our only option is to move forward. And I don't think life moving forward is going to be a return to life pre-pandemic. And I think largely I've been right. I think we've all recovered aspects of our lives, Mike, but life is different now. It's just different. And so many things in life we wish we still had. We wish there were still people in our lives. We mm. wish our health were better. We wish we were still young. I think that list can go on and on and on. We wish this, but you can't go back. So my real thesis on this is you got to realize that you can't go back. You can't live your life looking behind you and wishing things were different like they used to be. Because it's the past isn't there anymore. It literally doesn't exist. And I don't think we're going to be able to live full lives until we mm. realize we're just going to have to move forward, like it or not. Yeah, we have to. You know, Shane, I was thinking uh, just last week. So I, I like listening to a lot of different music. I, I really do. But I am I just keep going back to like 90s music, 90s country, uh, 90s. Okay, so let's digress just a second. Yeah. So 90s music. So I'm going to name a band or somebody that I remember that I relate to the 90s. And you give me a quick rating, 1 to 10. 1 terrible, 10 great. Ready? Uh-huh. Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. In the 90s? Yeah. Okay, in the 90s, I would say 1 to 10. They're, for me, about a 8.2. So high. Very high. Goo Goo Dolls in the 90s. And some of the 2000s, uh, good as well. But okay. But it must be on that note. Yeah, we got to kind of kind of narrow it down because bands kind of last forever unlike athletes right yeah 
Okay, so how about let's say counting crows? Counting crows in the 90s, very high. I would probably say uh, 8.5, but it's based off the kind of their biggest album where you got uh, Long December on that oh, yeah. one. Mr. I love Jones. The counting crows. Yeah, love love them in the 90s. Yeah, yes. yeah, Omaha, you oh, know, yeah. somewhere in Middle America. Just love that line. Love it's just great. So let's let's change genres a little bit. Where's uh, Alan Jackson going to fall Very for high. I will tell you, just over the last week, I've been listening to uh, Drive. Uh, the Which song. is one of the great videos of all oh, time. Oh, I love the video. I actually showed that video to Ava, and I had her attention. Did you like for... it? Because it's kind of a cartoon with both. Well, I thought so. I had it for about 30 seconds. Okay. And well, that's she, pretty good. she went somewhere else. But I love that video as well. So Alan Jackson, 90s Alan Jackson, I'd say, again, that's, you know, 8.3, 8.4. Right yeah, because we're talking about Catalucci and that kind yeah. of thing. Oh, Catalucci, <laughs> Right, way, yeah, down, way down yonder. yonder. Yeah. yeah. So where's George Strait going to sit? George Strait never really resonated with me. I don't know if his, for whatever reason, uh, I don't remember ever really listening to any George Strait. I remember people talking about George Strait, how much they loved him. I had a fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Wilgroth, that may have been in love with George Strait. She talked about him all the time and had a poster in her fourth grade classroom of George Strait. There you go. But for me, maybe that's why I never really uh, right. was gravi- gravitated well, towards everything him. George Strait recorded in the 90s went to number one it just seemed yeah, so like I was I down in Georgia going to seminary in the early 90s and it just seemed like every song he did went to yeah. number one and I'm still not sure the only one there was kind of a love song he did I believe with his wife when I say I do when I said I do I'm not going to sing it, but uh, I think it's When I Said I Do, and his wife sings with him in that song. I think I like that song. All right, that was that's late the only 90s. George Strait song I've I never thought heard. Hearing, by the way, I thought you were uh, going to give me a hard time because I was like, I love you know uh, talking about like childhood and talking about the 90s and how I was going back to that music. I like the music in the 90s. Yeah. I, I just So who'd be like two other... Okay, how about Red Hot Chili Peppers? Red Hot Chili Peppers, listening to them yesterday on a walk uh, under the bridge, I believe. Yeah, right, yeah, off L- California. Fornication? Does that sound like their album? That, Didn't like everything on that turn into a hit? California Fornication, I think, was their later, like early two thousands. Oh, that. so that's a little later. Yeah, yeah, All right. that's a little bit. All right. that's a little bit later. Hooting the Blowfish. I loved Hooting uh, the I Blowfish. Cracked Rearview, and I loved Dar- Darius Rucker in general. Who before he became a country? Before, and I like some of his country stuff too. I love his voice. Uh, but yeah, so Hooting the Blowfish would be another uh, big a group that I like. Green Day, you know, that I liked uh, several of their songs. Pearl Jam, some of their stuff as well. Yeah, so I'm a... I'm I like a, it. Yeah. So, back to your story. Yeah, who knows what I was talking about then. But it, anyways, I do notice that uh, you, you talked about, Shane, about how we can't just live in the past all the time. But I was on my walk the other day listening to this old music, and it takes me back for a moment. So I do think... Yeah, there's times when you can go back to the past for a minute, um, but there's a danger if we're just staying there all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I always talk about you know, l- let's take Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's a sentimental aspect to Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, we we see things that reminds us. You know, at Christmas time, the the dead come to life for just a second. You know, I'll see a picture of me and all my cousins at my uh, grand, uh, my paternal grandmother's home when we were little bitty kids. And, and there is, there's something real sentimental. There's something kind of wonderful about that. I, I love just sort of getting a whiff of that. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. It just smells great yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah. But you can't live there. you got to move forward, it, right? That doesn't exist anymore. What's in that picture does not exist anymore. So Shane, we want to talk about a few ways that people who are listening today can move forward. What's one way that someone's listening uh, can kind of forge ahead? Well, one thing I always talk about is just just keep your head up. 
And it, it goes back, you know, first of all, the, the Psalms, it says, lift up your ye heads, ye mm. mighty gates, you know. <laughs> just just get your head up. Don't. Would, I have a story from football. I've got a lot of stories from, from football in the, the late 70s, you know, partially because that was an era, Mike, where coaches truly believed that dehydration built character oh, in yeah. young men. <laughs> You know, and so, but I've, I've got a lot of uh, stories, a, a lot of, of thoughts uh, about that. But I, I remember if, if I messed up a play, if, if I did something wrong, and, and you know, you, you fumble a ball, you drop a pass. And, and I remember Coach Carnes used to always yell, get your head up. Just get your head up. Don't, nothing's going to, nothing good's going to happen looking down. Just get your head up. And so part of this for me is, is when we talk about living in the present and living in the future, it's just realize, yeah, yeah, maybe the great times for yesterday aren't going to come back. Well, they're not. But it doesn't mean today can't be a great day. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you still can't find happiness tomorrow. So many people in, in the aftermath of a devastating loss, let's say you lose a spouse or somebody, mm. nobody will ever fill that chair but that doesn't mean there won't be new people at new chairs. And it doesn't mean that something good can't still happen. So just get your head up. Just realize you are alive. Today is a gift. And, and the, sun will, the sun will come up. When I was like 20 years old, um, I was going through a time where um, I could tell God was saying, Mike, you really got to move ahead. And in, in, your life and it wasn't going to be it went for I was a part of a ministry that was doing some great things and I think I was being uplifted all the time yeah right and it was making everything kind of easy for sure, me sure. I was really on the shoulders of others yeah and a young person you don't realize how much work other people put into a ministry and I was feeling really good that ministry uh, ended and I was in this in-between point about should I go to ministry or not and I started to realize how hard it was going to be mm really going after the the entire path and turning bachelor's masters and, and the entire process to be a pastor and i was discouraged 90s song i was listening to was actually a, a part of a tupac shakur song so that tells you how the genre i would listen to back then a little bit too but there's this uh, line in there that says keep your head up yeah keep your head up i didn't i thought you know what that's true i gotta keep my head up but i was so discouraged there was a youth pastor in town who came to the restaurant I was working at. I don't even know if that youth pastor liked me. In some ways, we kind of competed against each okay. other with ministry, yeah. not on purpose. It's just yeah, like I a you. vibe that comes in ministry. And he was much older than me. I would say 15, 20 years older than me. And he came to the restaurant that one day, and I don't know if it was clear that I was discouraged or not, but he said, hey, Mike, keep your head up. Mm -hmm. And it was the exact same time I was uh, thinking about that song. And I thought, you know what, God, I think that's a message for me. Sometimes whatever is a head chain, it's, it may be difficult and it may be beyond what we think we can do. But, uh, you know, if we keep our head up, we lean into God, you know, he'll see us through. And I will tell you, uh, God saw me through all of that. Yeah. I think there is a, a peace in, in all of us that where we have to have the faith to believe that God still has something good for us. Uh, because God is good, yeah. and He's got something good for us, and and I think just just hold on to that, even if you're going through a really rough time right now. Hold on to the belief, uh, the clouds and rain and lightning and thunder won't always won't always define you, but uh, the sun will come out. You, you you'll smile again at some point. You'll hear your favorite song, <laughs> and uh, God is good. And there are good things ahead. We just have to get our head up and live in anticipation of that. 
Otherwise, maybe God's got something wonderful and we don't see it because our head's down. Shane, how else can we keep moving forward? Well, I think you got to keep hope alive. Yeah. You know, I think hope is something you have to nourish. I always think of hope mm, almost mm. like a uh, like a person. Yeah. You know, hope is something it needs to be fed, yeah. needs to be watered, needs to be tended and clothed. But but hope is is a little bit like a fire, man. You just got to keep you got to keep putting stuff into the fire. You got to keep putting sticks into the fire. You got to keep that alive. And if you don't keep hope alive in a fallen world, it'll burn out. And you just got to keep the kindling coming when it comes to hope. Yeah, Shane, uh, we got to feed it, right? And we got to make sure that we keep hopes alive. I think, you know, one of the ways that I keep hope alive is to have good people around me. It helps. Right. Uh, Realistic people, sure. Uh, But those having good people around me is a really important way that I keep hope alive. I know my wife has been that for me. My wife is both uh, hopeful, but she grounds me uh, all the time. And I don't mean grounds me, sends me to sends me to my room, although I think maybe that happens from time to from time. From time well. to time. From time yeah. to time, when I right. really need it. Right, right. Uh, but she definitely is someone who kind of gra- grounds me and then keeps hopes alive. My mother has always been like that for me, uh, someone who keeps hope alive and has a very positive outlook. Well, I think if, if, if you struggle to keep hope alive, the last thing you want to do is hang around a bunch of hopeless people. Yeah. You know, if, if you fight depression, the last thing you want to do is, is hang around people that make you even more depressed. Uh, for me, choosing good people to be around and choosing to be around the people we need to be around mm-hmm. is really important. So the more hope you need, I would say uh, hang out with more hopeful people. Maybe some will rub off on you. Absolutely. Now, number three for us here, Shane, uh, in terms of moving forward is don't give in to fear, Shane. What do you mean by that? Once fear gets a hold of you, it takes over your life. It, it, you know, we, we talked in our last episode about the pandemic and about how that so much fear was introduced into our entire culture. A lot of times not, not based on anything other than just fear. And people got caught up in fear. Well, then, then people say, okay, well, the pandemic's over. You don't have to yeah. be afraid anymore. Well, it didn't work like that. Fear takes root in us. And so one of the things I think is really important is that we do not allow fear to uh, be the lens by which we see our lives. Could bad things happen? Absolutely. Are we all one doctor's report away from our lives being turned upside down? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Can accidents and all those things happen? Absolutely. But you can't live in constant fear. No, you can't. And I do think we have to... uh remember the sources that are kind of feeding into us to your point with the news cycles because we are susceptible to those type of things we can't have so much pride and you know i've said this before but like going to scary scary movies i know i've had a bunch of friends and who talk about oh scary movies don't bother me they seem like awfully paranoid people those those who say that none of this bothers them this stuff uh, we have to, you know, from a Christian standpoint, we are God's temple. We have to take care of our bodies, of our, of our entire lives. We are susceptible to these influences on our life. Well, Mike, I think if you take a dichotomy and put faith at one end and fear at the other end, I think you could make a strong argument that fear and faith are mutually exclusive. So the more you have of one, the less you're going to have of the other. 
So what I feel like we could always should always be striving to do is to increase our faith quotient. Oh, yeah. And it drives out the fear. The Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. So think about fear as, as a dark room. How do you get rid of the darkness? Well, I don't know how you get rid of darkness, but I do know this. When I turn on the light, the darkness leaves. Mm-hmm. So I think our focus needs to be less on how to be less fearful and more on how to be more faithful. And as we get more faith in, the faith itself drives and dispels the darkness. The other piece to that I think you touched on is we really do well to ask ourselves, what are we watching? What are we uh, exposing our ears and our minds to? What kind of people are we giving access to our psyches and to our beings? Because a lot of times we are a little bit like computers. If, if garbage is coming in, garbage is going to come out. And mm-hmm. if we surround ourselves by fear in the name of entertainment and all mm-hmm. those things, we shouldn't be surprised that that stuff gets a hold of us. Absolutely, Shane. Also, um, in the idea of you were talking about the light switch with, with you know, bringing kind of faith over fear. Fear also can be an opportunity where we can actually trust in God. That's right. Maybe not every time I'm afraid to jump off a cliff. Well, that's good. I shouldn't right. jump off a cliff. That a cliff that is a part of uh, you know our psycho- psychology and everything. But there may be an opportunity out there that we're afraid to go do something for the Lord. Maybe there's a public speaking opportunity that we're afraid of. Well, that doesn't mean that fear. Uh, that fear can be an opportunity for someone to trust in God and try to uh, you know uh, speak in a way that brings honor to God. So uh, fear you know, can also be an opportunity to trust uh, and walk in faith. Well, I think anytime we are gripped by fear, we can safely assume that uh, that that is not where we want to be. Even if it's fear in response to something that should be there, you don't mm-hmm. want to consistently live your life on the edge of that cliff. Mm-hmm. You want to get away. So mm-hmm. fear is something, even if it's a warning, it's, it's not a perpetual state. God never intended us mm. Amen. to live in fear. And so uh, fear can be healthy, fear can be unhealthy, but living in fear, I, I love this metaphor. Uh, we all have time we're going to spend in the proverbial wilderness, but the wilderness is not God's permanent address for us. There are lessons mm. to be learned in the wilderness. There are There is shaping to be done in the wilderness, but you don't want to spend your whole life there. If your life is defined by fear, you can safely say, this is not what God came to do. This is not God's plan for my life. Why does God need to send Jesus if if the end game is for us to live in fear all the time? We could live in fear without Jesus. We don't need the cross to live in fear. We don't need forgiveness to live in fear. We Jesus came to set us free from that. So just don't give in to fear. Don't let it settle in. Don't let it be the weather that determines your life. So Shane, today we've talked about to move forward. We've got to keep your head up. Keep hope alive. Don't give in to fear. Now, Shane, all this is good, can help us move forward, but it is hard. And sometimes people want to give up. What are your final thoughts for us today? My final thought is just don't give up. I mean, how how many times? Let, let's imagine, Mike, that that you're running a race, and uh, nobody told you how long the race was. They just tell you, you know, they'll let you know when it's over. 
And let's imagine you run. It gets really, really hard. You're, you're out of energy and all those things. And finally, you give up, only to find you were one step away from the finish line. I wonder sometimes how many people give up one step away from the finish line. How many people give up when they're on the verge of that victory? So part of not going back, part of, of realizing we can't live in the past is having some faith that there is a good future. But we have to continue. As I love to say, do the right things the right way. You'll get the right results in the right time. Uh, Galatians 6.9 says, In due time we shall reap if we do not let our hearts grow weary. So don't lose heart in doing good because in due time we shall reap. Don't get discouraged if you're not getting the results that you want right mm -hmm. away. If, if this new life isn't, uh, you know, if you still are tempted to live in the past and yeah. the, the future still seems daunting to you, don't get discouraged in that. Just keep battling. Keep battling and, and we'll get that breakthrough. Living for God in a fallen world is a battle. It's, it's not easy because mm -hmm. we're, we're going up the downward going right. escalator. We're, we're, we're pushing against the tide of this world. So I would just say don't quit. Shane, a lot of what we talk on, I think, uh, you know, our show is that this is really uh, not just for one-time use of a lot of these podcasts. This is about kind of uh, finding these in the rhythm of our life today, about not holding on to the past and moving forward. And so a lot of what we're sharing with people today is that it's not just um, – the victory over whatever the one thing that is holding us back, preventing them from moving forward, preventing a person from moving forward. It's really about gaining a lifestyle, right, where these just become a part of a person. What, what deals with principles will always be timeless. It, it's the brilliance of Jesus. Mm. You know, everybody always wanted Jesus to comment on current events. Should you pay taxes to Caesar? Uh, you know, when when is the kingdom going to come, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, those kind of things. But Jesus's brilliance was that he dealt with principles. And the principles... Uh, timeless. They're timeless. They're, they're just timeless. So I, my guess is, Mike, the more current events we deal with on this podcast, the more that those shows will date themselves mm -hmm. and the less relevant they become. Uh, shows like today, I think, are on timeless themes. The whole idea that you can't live in the past... So we must move into the future. So keep your head up. Keep hope alive. Don't give in to fear and don't give up. Don't quit. I think those are the kind of things that 20 years from now, if somebody listens to this podcast, which would almost certainly have to be under court supervision <laughs> or something along those lines, Some type of I think it will still hold as true as it did this moment. Well, we hope so. And that's why we do these podcasts, because we want to help serve other people and help them navigate the changes. That it's certainly not through. for the money, Mike. It is not. Uh, that's for sure. We've proven that. To we, be true. we have. I think so far I've made nothing, mm -hmm. but I've really spent nothing. Mike, on the other hand, is like bought shirts and stuff <laughs> and and so i i mean i really think yeah. i really think this job mm -hmm. has taken mike in the hole whereas it's had no impact good or bad on me whatsoever so i yeah. think we're doing great that's yeah. what i'm really trying to say this is doing great doing great for you or well at least that's neutral for neutral me. for you more negative Poorly for you for me yeah well i should have listened to some timeless principles before it. we started right. yeah, don't spend your own money on stuff that'll never go over or get a sponsor mike uh well we thank you for joining us for navigating change with shane and mike we'd love for you to subscribe share 
and review our podcast. If you'd like to hear more from Shane and I, visit our websites, RevShaneBishop.com or RevMikeWu.com. We'll talk with you next time. And make sure that you keep the change. Thank you.